Well, yeah, but I think I think New Mexico is a little different. New, New, New Mexico has a total population of two, like less than two million people for the entire state. I feel like Las Vegas gets what two million people every hour flying right. in and out of mm -hmm. of the state. Like, we had forty point four million visitors last year. Forty point four yes. million. Okay, so yeah, and of that, forty eight percent of cannabis sales were to people that do not live in right. the state. Right, because they're here. I'm in Vegas. Let's go to the dispensary. Yeah. yeah. We are back, MJ BizCon 2023. It's Wednesday morning. It is early. Sorry, Prescott. We, it is, this is the first uh, episode of our State by State series. Dimitri Downing here with co-host for this one. Max Uhas, dope SEO. Yeah, so we are starting today with Nevada. Yesterday, yesterday we covered Colorado, Alabama, California, no, we didn't do California. No, Washington, Missouri, Missouri, um, a bunch of states. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just incredible. Jersey, New York. It, yeah, yeah, New Jersey was interesting. Yeah. There's an incredible amount of information that we get in such a short period of time. Obviously, each state is its own unique entity, has its own unique history, reg regulatory structure, supply chain, nuances, players, etc. So there's a lot to get out. So let's get right to it. Introduce yourself and tell us about how your involvement in cannabis came to be and your company, and then let's talk about Nevada, and then you go after him. Sure, I'm Prescott Jones. I run the cannabis department at Resnick Lewis. I'm an attorney. Um, I've been in the cannabis space since the very beginning in Nevada. How I got into cannabis, funny enough, I sort of fell into it. I had a corporate law background. Um, the firm I was at was looking for someone um, to get involved in cannabis law. I had the right background, gave it a try, saw the future, and. Ten years later, here I am sitting with you guys today. That's awesome. So, so, so ten years on Nevada cannabis. That's extraordinary. Awesome. And Dina, you are? I'm Dina Vaina. I was the founder of Apex Advisors. I'm a cannabis accountant, and I also work with the Chamber of Cannabis. I'm the treasurer for the chamber, which is the largest and most diverse uh, trade association in the state of Nevada. Uh, we actually work with uh, their their organization uh, to get a legislation passed in the state and get some. Uh, Good laws on the books for the cannabis industry. Good God, we have the lawyers and the accountants. I know, here, I know. They know everything that's happening behind the scenes. Everything behind the scenes and all the stuff that nobody else talks about. They're like, don't tell anybody this yet, but this is what's happening. I, I so. love it. So I'm, yeah, I qualify you guys as Nevada experts. What is it they say? Uh, Your Honor, will you accept the... How did they do that? <laughs> That's his area. No, but I, I went to law school. I prosecuted for a while. So, Your Honor, may I have the witness entered as an expert? I'm not sure what it was. It's been a little bit since you've been involved in litigation, <laughs> hasn't it, Dimitri? Clearly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, you should tell me. Uh, okay, so you guys are qualified as experts at the MJ BizCon. Put your hand court, on the table. Court of Law. <laughs> you know, the MJ BizCon. The judge. MJ BizCon, you are now experts. I am the judge yes. of the MJ BizCon court. Okay, and I qualify you as experts in Nevada. Done. 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 Okay, there Hold you go. So. Uh, you said since the beginning, um, when did Nevada go medical? We went medical, I want to say it was back in... It was uh, two, 2000, actually. Oh, I mean, officially, yeah. yeah. Officially <laughs> medical, I think was... 2015, we got the first dispensaries. Yeah, correct. So we had, we had laws on the books for over a decade, uh, but we never had the regulations in place. We never had the um, legislative structure to allow for actual... You know, medical dispensaries uh, until it was 15. 15. Right? Yeah. So the actual law was passed back in, in 98, actually. In and 98. it was, yes. So there, there was a long lull before the commercial structure came about. There was some pushback from certain special interest groups, uh, law enforcement being one, another being, uh, you know, anti drug groups, mm -hmm. uh, some public pushback. And of course, the legislation wasn't in place, the regulatory system 
to manage it. So it just didn't come to fruition for another 15 years. Yeah, there was a big wave of medical marijuana uh, initiatives, legislation in the late 90s. So, okay, so in 2015, the first medical licenses were issued. That's when the first dispensaries opened. I'm not sure if that's when the licenses were issued. Okay, the first dispensaries opened in 2015. Uh, What did that... What does that structure look like? Let's, uh, if we can, I'm not sure why it's changed or morphed into since adult use, but can we go back to 2015 and remember the licensing structure and what was issued? There's like how many dispensaries? Honestly, I'm not that familiar with, with it. I've only been in cannabis for two years, so I'm more familiar with the structure as it is today. Yeah, you know, it started off, of course, very small. I think we saw what happened in Washington, what happened in Colorado early on. Mm. It started off very small. Um, that's going way back, but um, to think about what the industry is then compared to what it is now is completely different. Well, well I mean, I, I like to talk about history, but you can also Google that. So let's talk about what it is now. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a capped market, so so we do have our, our licenses are closed out. Um, there are five areas, of course, where you can be licensed: um, cultivation, manufacturing, distribution, uh, retail, or labs, laboratories. So Nevada is a limited licensing state, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, it's not vertical, so those, are there any? You can be vertical, sure. You can be vertical, but there are no big vertical licenses that are out there. It's different than Arizona in that sense, in that you, there's individual licenses. Um, you know, like Nina said, you can be vertical, but you have to obtain all the licenses mm-hmm. to become vertical yes. rather than mm. just get a single vertical. You can get vertical. one single license. Right. Yeah, right. Right. So now, one thing that has one. changed uh, is that you used to have to have a medical and um, a, an adult use license. You'd have to apply for both. Uh, a bill that we, ju- we just got passed, SB 277, addresses that. And now, starting in 2024, you can get one license and, and have both. Tell me what that kind of license class is going to be called. Because in one state, Arizona, it's called dual use. In another state, in Maryland, it's called consolidated license. What are you guys calling it in, in California? I don't Actually, know that we have a Nevada. name. I don't think we have a name. <laughs> <laughs> call, call it dual use. Dual use, it might dual be. Dual yeah. call, I, mm-hmm. I would imagine that they're, they're expecting that if people are going to get that, they're they're going to get both. They're not going to bother just having a medical if they right. can have a medical and an adult. So okay, so and you know, in some states like Maryland, there are these vertical licenses, but then Maryland switched over from vertical to I don't think it's officially yeah. called horizontal, but it probably should be <laughs> horizontal licenses. I don't know what is that called? Non-vertical licenses? Probably non-vertical. Non-vertical. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would make sense. And obviously, um, there is no right and wrong in the licensing system. Uh, Licensing in general is an evil concept in my mind, but doesn't matter if it's vertical or horizontal, or <laughs> Sideways, if it's backwards. just one king who's Diagonal. developed a principality yeah. to control all the commodity services and goods and take ownership of the people within that territorial area. That's what we call pre-America. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I, you, you know, a little you, colonialism for you. Yeah, like, it, pre-colonialism. When you really reflect upon the, the evolution of the cannabis industry, state by state, how all these markets are evolving and uh, the licensing stuff, and you really start to reflect upon opportunity and what it means, uh, what the government's role should be. Um, there's a lot of fuddy-duddies who are pushing, you know, punishing the new drug reality through excessive regulation, including licensing caps. I just try to go after those people within our industry actively who promote licensing caps, because I think that's a cool yeah. thing. So, and there are some with the lobbyists and lawyers who do that. Well, and they do believe that our, our market research has shown that we can support a, probably another 1,200 dispensaries. Yeah. Just right. in Nevada, Yeah, that right? was the figure mm-hmm. in, in Nevada. Just in Nevada alone, 1,200? 1,283, yeah. wow. right. to be exact. And, and to me, well, why are we doing any research? Why are we doing any market analysis? 
Why are we just not letting the free market and the open market and the consumers sure. and the I patients I think you see decide? that in California, though, and it, there's been a bit of a problem with, you know, just being able to pop up a shop anywhere. Of course, right. that, that has its... Yeah. It's problems as well. Yeah, there's the lesson of Oklahoma, of New Mexico, where you have thousands and thousands of dispensaries and a population of only a few million. And I think there's an, uh, an effort in Nevada to avoid something like that. Now, that's not to say we don't go too far the other way and overregulate. Right. But yeah. Well, yeah, but I think I think New Mexico is a little different. New, New, New Mexico has a total population of two, like less than two million people for the entire state. I feel like. Las Vegas gets what two million people every hour flying right. in and out of mm-hmm. of the state. We like, had forty point four million visitors last year. Forty point four yes. million. Okay, so yeah, and of that, forty eight percent of cannabis sales were to people that do not live right, in the state. Right, because they're here. I'm in Vegas. Let's go to the dispensary. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just I'm just a little crazy, but you know my just libertarian philosophical beliefs lead to the 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 conclusion that the government shouldn't be in the business of picking. Uh, picking the winners and losers in any society, True. any commodity, any good, any service. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, supporting them so they don't fail. I like when people fail. That There's a reason why they should fail. There's Failure's a reason good. why competition is good. If you know, it is, it is what it is. That is what makes us all better. And ultimately, I've come to the conclusion that uh, this competition, this innovation, this price war eventually will lead to a better product for patients and consumers. So as an industry, I'm, I'm always challenging our industry members that if you support an industry that is built around the interests of the patients and the consumers, you should like competition. You should like open markets. You should like failure because the bad retailers, the bad cultivators, the bad manufacturers end up out of business. Out of business, yeah. and they won't be protected by some artificial cap created by the government. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, you guys agree? With I don't disagree. Absolutely. Right. It's, a, it's just a discussion. I think, I think there is some some balance yes. to that because. Obviously, as we've seen in other states, it can be problematic if people are just popping up. But but I get your, to your point that right. let let them fail and yeah, I don't like to use the word hate, but when I talk thing about the government, <laughs> there's a there's, it kind of ties in there. The emotions, the energy of hate comes to me. It's difficult too, though, because when you're getting a cannabis market really off the ground, especially going back to 15 when we started um, medical dispensaries, there has to be a certain expectation that you're the license is going to maintain value when you're dropping hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars sure. into it early on. You don't want to go into a market that's going to be oversaturated with a thousand dispensaries in Las Vegas within a year. Um, you, of course, have to balance that with, like, like you said, the market forces have to do what they do and weed out the, you know, the lesser businesses and the ones who provide a better product and better value to customers get propped up. You know what I would like to have done? I would have liked to have been like the organizer between France, England, Luxembourg, <laughs> Germany, Austria, and all the other principalities. Right. If I was alive during the 1650s, we would never have America if I worked for them. <laughs> we would never have the French Revolution because I would have, like, you, I'm just kidding. You would have yeah. written it a little bit different. Uh, you yeah, know, I would have the... let history happen a little differently, you know? I'm just sorry. I'm a, I'm a big There's a little guy. bit of freedom here for everyone. Like, yeah. we don't need to push all the people away. So, yeah, yeah. And, and also, I love the cannabis industry. I love the entrepreneurship. I love the opportunity. I love the people with the new ideas who haven't even been born yet. I love this place being crowded, but MJ BizCon itself should realize that if they don't support open licensing, there's going to be less people here. Imagine if there was every, every state was like Florida or Alabama, oh, where there's yeah. like four licenses right now. Right. <laughs> Imagine right. if it was Alabama, there'd be no jobs for lawyers, no jobs mm-hmm. for accountants. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So well, the, these that's like, essentially a monopoly in and of itself. It's right. like we are just we are the four. 
and that's it. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and like, I, like, didn't, I didn't come into the cannabis industry to talk about this stuff, but it's a real, it's an interesting economic experiment, it's a real phenomenon, state by state, and that's one of the reasons why we're talking about the different states and interviewing people who know about what's happening in that state. To that end, let's get back into Nevada. Yeah. So what does Nevada look like? Uh, retail licenses, manufacturing licenses, how... How crowded is it? Consumption lounges. Well, that, that's the big story right yeah. there. But we've got, I think, about 150 dispensaries. Is that about right throughout the state? Uh, 600 total. 600 total licenses, mm -hmm. correct. Yeah. Yeah, and 600 total licenses. So some, no, I think they're all gone, but not all of them are open. They're not all being used. Some right. people who are holding their licenses. But they're all allocated. Yeah, allocated. So, so 150 allocated retail? Yes. For retail, yeah. Six hundred, no, six hundred allocated for retail. Six hundred allocated for retail. But only one hundred fifty open. About one hundred fifty open. Right. Yeah. And wh what? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, people bought, got licenses, hold licenses, maybe for growth later or for selling. Uh, but, you know. But one retail license allows for one retail store. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's one hundred fifty open right now. I'm, I guess I'm not certain that there's that many dispensary licenses out there, but. They're also allocated by county as well mm -hmm. on the, the retail side, so there's some holdups there. For example, you've got a, a, a bunch of rural counties up in northern Nevada where people have licenses, but you don't have the regs in place to let them open whatsoever. So mm. Now, is that number controlled by the state or by the local jurisdictions? State. Uh, yeah, the, the entire number is controlled by the state, but the local jurisdictions can allow or disallow cannabis uh, They can opt out, county. too. Yeah, but uh, now, um, are these licenses... Uh, are they transferable, or is there qualifications that need to be met in order for people to have them? Yeah, you're allowed to transfer a license in Nevada. The market's been pretty open. In fact, we're one of the first states to allow out-of-state investors to actually have a piece of a, a, a license. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of movement. The only regulations really are you have to get approval by the state um, cannabis compliance board before you transfer. And it's nothing, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of what they're looking for. Um, generally, approval happens. It takes sometimes up to a year. but. Right. Um, that's the biggest concern is time sometimes when you're trying to do a transfer of interest. Even that little nuance of some states protecting people, residency kind of stuff, Nevada and other states have done the same thing. I love all my Americans equally. <laughs> I, you know, what can I do? You know, I don't see my Arizonans. I want, you're welcome in Arizona. Come do business, Prescott. You know, just buy a dispensary. Oh, mm -hmm. wait, no, wait. He's not an Arizonan. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? You know, it's bad enough that we do that to the Mexicans and the Canadians. Why would we do that to our fellow Air Americans, mm -hmm. right? Am I crazy? No, absolutely. Okay. Well, with the, it's a closed system now, so it, I guess people are trying to keep it within their own state for... Right. Maybe we should build a wall between Nevada and Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's a, it's a slippery slope, but it's a natural inference as to where it goes. You know, and that, uh, that's, that's why I just have gone the other direction. But enough about that. Manufacturers, uh, processing centers, cultivations, flower. Let's talk a little bit about the what happens there. Well, uh, labs are limited to twelve, so that's a, that's a really small group. Is the laboratories twelve licensing. processing laboratories? So mm -hmm. twelve manufacturing centers, processing centers, yes. production centers, whatever they're called. No, 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 no. Uh, laboratories labs. for testing. Oh, twelve for lab testing, testing labs. Yes. Oh, so they got it good here. They got yeah. it good. <laughs> well, I mean, at least they have twelve. Yes. Mm, I oh. think cultivators is like 150. 150 yeah, cultivators? Yeah, like about that. right, yep. Uh, and then uh, are these cultivators tiered? Are they unlimited no, in nature? No, it's not tiered. Yeah, single license. Yep. Good. Well, mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I do kind of like the tiered system. Uh, I, I, surprisingly, I thought Mississippi's licensing uh, system was was quite quite good. So. The, oh, the tiered system, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm also, a, I, I don't like canopy caps. I don't like uh, canopy caps, yeah. Did mm -hmm. I say that? Twice. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have a micro, in, in Mississippi, they had a micro license that was for uh, 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 like 2,000 square foot. Right, 
Government's yeah. such a strange thing. You know, and you know what? See, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a liberal. I, I love the government. I'm a Democrat. I want people to believe and trust. I'm not, I'm really not, but I want people. <laughs> he's really, he's really not. He's really not. A libertarian. He's whatever he wants here's, here's, to be. Here's how I win my argument no matter what, because you guys might be Democrats, liberals. I don't want to know. It's okay. But so I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a communist, but I want people to believe and trust in my government, in my system. And if you showed your children all the different models and nuances and stupidity that has happened state by state in the cannabis industry, would they respect government? Would they trust it? Would they love it? No, they wouldn't. So anyways, and then the Republicans are supposed to be free market people, but that gets a little nuanced too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So Very everybody much. should recognize this, you know? If the government's gonna do something, do it right and do it well. And if you can't do it right, just stay out of the way. You know what I'm saying? What? I'm not saying anything. Okay, I mean, well, you're, you're you're on one of your. This is, this, sorry. You're, you're ramping up for the. <laughs> this, this, this is the do first one of the. Do you think there's morning? any rolling it back now, though? Now that they're involved in cannabis, I mean. You know what? Where does this end? <laughs> it, well, we found out in the 17th century where it ends. In the 18th century, you know, with enlightenment, <laughs> with the revolution, you know, <laughs> enough people look at the system and they say, "Well, I'm left out," and then what happens? True. You see what I'm saying? My kids might be, be, very well be the first cannabis revolutionaries in the history of humanity 30 or 40 years from now. See what I'm saying? When they look at the system, they said, wait, okay, there was Florida, there was 25 licenses, 30 licenses, lobbyists got deeper and deeper and deeper, and there was less and less and less. And now by government regulations, we can't even be involved in Florida, but we like Florida. So let's start a revolution. And, you know what I'm saying? What, what do you do? You know, but so you want to create a system that's fair, especially if you love government. See how I just tied that whole thing you together? Just, you, you, pulled, you pulled the whole <laughs> yes. wide loop. I'm still not sure if he loves government or hates he's government. Not right. a, he, <laughs> he hates the government. So he's trying to keep a straight face when he he's says trying to keep, that. But he it's keeps not a very well. straight face and eye contact, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, if I say it enough. Are you convincing me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay so, so, lab, so there's only 12 laboratories. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting nuance. That makes it a good investment. Uh, uh, good labs are a good investment. They must be charging a lot. Yeah, um, it's, it's costly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Until I become governor of Nevada, labs are safe. <laughs> okay, so. That is, that is a large expense, actually, a large uh, expense for the, the cultivators. This is Nita unshackled. Unshackled, yeah. <laughs> yes. Shackles are undone. Um, so, so that's very, very interesting. Okay, so a lot of people probably want, I mean, depends who you ask, they want more labs, right? They want more competition. Sure, absolutely. Yep. Because, yeah, because it takes a long distance and time and, you know, the cost of the per panel is probably really high and, you know, those nuances are tough. And now that, uh, anybody, who's lobbying for the labs? I should go lobby for the labs. I, I, haven't, I, heard don't of, know. Yeah, I haven't heard of anyone, actually. Yeah. It's is there, just, is uh, there a lab lobbyer? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lobbyist. Yeah. Lab, lab. Yeah, maybe you should give it a shot. I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be a good parent of humanity if I wasn't an equal opportunity educator. Labs that are out there watching the show, go get yourself a lobbyist. Protect your interests. <laughs> Start Twist lobbying and turn. now. Do not lose your market advantage. <laughs> <laughs> call me. I'm just kidding. Don't call me. Uh, call Prescott. Um, send him one of your friends. It's okay. They have to make a living. Um, I, don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, so, uh, so... Production, manufacturing, and processing centers. How, do, how does that work? Uh, the reason why is because a lot of brands want to migrate into uh, Nevada, you know, Las Vegas. You mean Vegas. like, um, so for partnerships? Yeah, or like, like, yeah, yeah, like, uh, like how many licenses are there? Can you manufacture, can you process, can you produce a wild at a cultivation center? Or is that an independent manufacturing center? 
independent cultivation centers? It depends. Yeah. There's some yeah. cross-license holders, yeah. Yeah, my experience is mostly dealing with independent cultivators who have an independent um, manufacturing production company they work with. And we're really, even to this day, with the market being what it is, we're seeing a lot of big brands still coming into the state, and it's a, you know keeping me busy, certainly. So how do the big brands come into the states? They just find a, a local partner, or mm -hmm. are they getting their own manufacturing processing license? Um, in my experience, they're finding local people out here. It's, it's good. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing a lot of MSOs who've got you know relationships in other states with these brands who want to bring them into Nevada on their Nevada license, but yeah, generally they find local people here. Is yeah. there a limit on partnerships? Like how many people you could partner with if you're a if you're a processor nope. or? or nope. yeah, okay. If I found that, I would really really get nasty on that. that yeah. That, that's just another <laughs> constraint. <laughs> on free markets, an yeah. unbelievable one, and nobody really really wants, well, some people would. Um, <laughs> you know, it's nuanced, and th these things yeah. matter, these things are important, and it's crazy that there's people that's crazy who are authorizing people to make these kind of decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but with all that, that is still considered like one of the model, uh, top models for, for licensing. Considered by who? Not people by who me. own licenses, for people sure. People who own licenses, <laughs> others, the states uh -huh. in general, like, mm -hmm. The you states know. in general, but who yeah. in those states? I mean, we I don't, this is true. a discussion. That's true. Our job is to educate and tell the truth. So when we use phrases like people consider it a yeah. model, the states do this, we have to say, what do we mean? Investors, who are we investors about? consider it a, a good model, sure, because, Ex yeah, investors. exactly, the money Invest people. The yes, money, yeah. the money I'm on the money people side of things. So. I, I hear you. The money speaks. <laughs> no, but, but it's true. The world is what it is, and there's a lot of it balancing between how the world really is and how you imagine or believe the world could be. You know, and Absolutely. so you know I me, mean? I'm just a little crazy like that. I've seen enough to know at this point that I don't care how the world is. I don't care how anyone else thinks it should be. I want the world to be as free and as possible so we don't have any of these crazy ideas that are built up upon us and dropped upon us. I don't care who has them, where they came from, or who they belong to. You know, they're, my ideas are just as wrong as yours. Exactly. You That's exactly right. <laughs> That's the only thing you've been right about, right? <laughs> right. But can we agree that my ideas don't impinge upon your reality? Absolutely. I want you to be free. To a certain point. Right. I mean, well, that's as long where, as yours don't infringe on mine, we're good. And that's right. where the government should get involved, right? At that point. That, that Venn diagram, right? Where right. we, yeah. It's a weird world. Um, so, okay, so we have, so you like, you like the investment opportunities in retail? Uh, right, right now, as they are in Nevada? Yeah. There are really, well, as a partner coming in, yeah. I mean, the only way to get into the market at this point is to, to partner with, with someone locally or purchase an existing uh, license holder's business. Yeah. We're at Thanksgiving dinner, and you just told your 18-year-old daughter that. How does it feel? Well, yeah, I, I hear you, but yeah, but that's the that's the way you get in right, right now. Right, I'm just I'm, yeah. for the unshackled audience. I'm just trying to remind people that we're all family. We're all part of Absolutely. the same world, mm -hmm. and there are no principalities. The, another way is, is to get into an ancillary business, a support business. Right. Well, yeah. Similar and, to accounting or or law or right, and that's ton of other stuff. Every, everybody here is so from investment perspective, the labs unbelievable. Twelve labs are there. Is that limited capped already by law? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the cap, is 12. I wonder who drafted that legislation. Do you have anything to do with that? <laughs> Not me. It's crafty. <laughs> He's on the other side. Yeah. I, I, think, I think one of the coolest things about Vegas is actually the consumption lounges. Yes. And what, they, what they've managed to do in the last, it's, it's been what? They, the, um, the legislation's been going on for what, The legislation years? passed in 21? Right. Um, it went into effect, in, no, 
passed in 20, yes, 21. 21. In 22, it went into effect. They had a lottery at the end of the year right. for license holders for consumption lounges where they issued 20 independent. Of that 26 are MSOs and then 10 for social equity were issued. MSOs, like who? Um, like, uh, multi-state operators. Right, yeah. MSOs, but are they like Cureleaf, Truly MSOs? Cureleaf uh, has one, uh, Planet 13 has one. Um, who are Thrive, some of the other? Thrive, Thrive has one, Thrive's yeah. just open. Two are actually open right now, our consumption lounges. Two are actually open, they have their uh, permanent license now, not just their provisional. Wow, that mm -hmm. is a really cool licensing class. We don't have those in uh, what the, uh, the consumption lounges. Yes. Consumption lounges are brilliant mm -hmm. in, in the sense of, I mean, it's it's a, it's essentially it's a bar, but you can't drink alcohol in a consumption. No, lounge, no, right? no alcohol, There's no, no alcohol, tobacco, no tobacco, no gambling. It's, yeah, no gambling. It's cannabis. You know, it's and it's not even like a bring single your own. Single serve. It has to be single serve. Single serve. So you can have a micro dab, uh, a one. You, you buy a pre roll. Something you, know? you can consume in the amount of time that you're there because you can't take it with you. Right. That's the thing you have to consume it there. You can't. Right. You know, it's not like you're going to a dispensary. You're not getting a little a bit there, bag. and then yeah, no, no doggy <laughs> bags. Yeah. There's, and then there's, there's some no also limitations about the amount of uh, distance they can be from one another, which is a big uh, issue of contention right now, especially in like downtown Las Vegas and the art district because it's like 500 feet and it. They're, they would like to create like an area where you could go bar hopping, basically, mm. from consumption to consumption. And it's just not possible. That would be such a cool party. I love how you guys speak about these things as they are. Yeah. You know, that, it just reminds me that I can no longer function in your world. And, 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 if, and if you want to invest or get involved in Nevada, do not call me. <laughs> call them. Okay, because my ideas are just ideas. But you guys are doing pragmatic things on the ground and dealing with these nuances and the minutia of, of licensing, accounting, and right. all the regulations. And that's the fun thing about this industry, right? It changes almost every day. There's something new. Last year I was here talking with you and we talked about something completely different than right. we're talking about this year. Okay. And that's a great thing about this right. uh, industry. And the even better thing is when the industry, as it changes every day, let it change you. Right. So next time that you're at dinner with your daughter at Thanksgiving, you don't Guess feel right. bad about what you just told You her. can go get a license now. <laughs> it's open. Right. Doesn't that feel good? That's good? Somebody once said that to somebody like in 1795 yes, in England and said, you know, you don't have to belong to William and Harry, you know, the kids over right. there. Yeah, the I know. Yeah. King. The redhead. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not his sir. He doesn't control your goods and your commodities and stuff. Go to the open world of America. Doesn't <laughs> that feel good? Right? Go inside. Anyways, you guys are awesome. I love you. We have created two new points of contact for Nevada. Dina and Prescott. They're friends of mine now. I mean, I've known Prescott for a little while, so we hang. I can't hang out with him. He hangs out just way too well. You know, <laughs> I, I sleep too much. Um, so. Anyways, but that's Nevada. And Max, any closing thoughts? Um, how, how, does every, how, how do people get in touch with you guys? By the way, thank you both for coming on to this. And yes. This, this was the good. Uh, well, you can reach me at either <laughs> Dina yeah, at Apex good. Advisors. My, my firm's name is Apex Advisors. And I'm also with the Chamber of Cannabis um, at uh, thechamberofcannabis.org um, here in Nevada. Yes. And I'm with Resnick and Lewis. Uh, our website is rlattorneys.com. You can Google me, Prescott Jones. Um, I'm sure you'll find me that way. And Glenn, I promise I will not run for governor of Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of Made of Nevada. All right.